Hey guys, welcome back to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. Today we are going to be talking about how to really get into cooking from scratch. I've had messages on my Instagram from people asking like how do like how do you even get into it? Like I don't even know where to start, where to learn, what to do. Like it's just all very overwhelming and I totally understand cuz it is. I think trying anything new that you know is going to take more time and energy is just overwhelming in general. So I came up with these three tips for you guys to make this process so much easier so it will stick, it you can be consistent about it, and that you'll actually enjoy it. I'm Miranda Lee, and you're listening to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast, a show created for moms who want to feed their families foods that heal them not hurt them. Food was meant to be our medicine, and the best way to do that is by focusing on the ingredients, not the calories. Here, you'll find everything you need to know about holistic nutrition sprinkled with some motherhood, faith, and non-toxic living along the way. I can't wait to grow with you. Let's dive in. All right, so before we get into these three tips, I kind of want to talk about why we should be trying to cook more from scratch, um, the pros of it, and why I even decided to get into this. Um, And there are multiple reasons. One has to do with the quality of food. I think in this day and age, we are so um, just obsessed with convenience, but also we've been taught about just the convenience of everything that we eat, that we think we can just go out and buy just everything in packaged, processed form. Um, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't buy any package or processed foods, but I'm saying that not everything that we eat needs to be packaged or processed. Back in the day, people weren't buying bread or tortillas or baked goods from the store. They were actually making it at home. And because of that, the ingredients were so just so much better. And honestly, food was not lasting as long. And I think that's something that can get so discouraging for us is like, we'll make like, let's say a loaf of bread and it will only last on your counter for a couple days. Where if you go to the store and you buy a loaf of bread, it will last for a very long time. And it's because of the things that they put in our food. There's just so much preservatives and additives that like the whole point is to make it last longer because they mass produce this food and then they send it across the country to all of these grocery stores and they sell it. So of course, if the shelf life of these foods was a couple days or even a couple weeks, they would be losing so much money and so much food would be wasted because there's no way we can get it to all these grocery stores and expect to basically sell out of all these of all the food in like a day or two before this food goes bad or expires or whatever. So, I mean, that's why all these companies have put so many additives and preservatives in their food. It's it's just more realistic, but unfortunately, I don't think we should be eating all of our food that has all these preservatives and additives in it. And honestly, the only way to get past that is to learn how to make some of your favorite things from scratch. And that leads me to my tip number one is look at what you eat on a normal basis, what you eat 
daily and start with some of those things. For example, one thing that I eat quite often is granola. I love to make smoothie bowls and I love to just have some granola on top or if I'm having like some cottage cheese and fruit, I just love to throw granola on top of that. I just think granola is such a such a great topping for so many things and it's so easy to make. And when you go to the store, granola is so expensive. I don't know why granola is so expensive, but it's super easy to make. Literally all you need is um, like whole oats and then you can add in anything you want. Like I like to add in chia seeds and my like nuts of choice. Usually I'll chop up some almonds or cashews and then some seasonings. And then I'll add in like some some honey and some coconut oil. And then you just bake it in the oven for a little bit and then you have granola. And that's a cool thing, like you can do any flavor you want. Like you can even add in some chocolate chips after it's done baking. You can add in some dried fruit, like if you wanted to do like craisins or dried cherries or anything like that, like you can pick whatever you want. You can buy gluten-free oatmeal if that's what you want. Um, You can add in some other grains you can even add in like like some quinoa you can add whatever you want in and it's so much cheaper just to make your own and it's fun um, and it tastes a lot better in my opinion and another thing is I feel like they add so much sugar in granola that um I don't know I just feel like it doesn't need that much sugar and I love my granola and I'd love to know that I could eat more of it without all this extra added sugar. So I'm in control of it when I'm making my own granola, how much sugar I add. And usually I just pick maple syrup or honey and I don't even put that much. Um, So that's an example. Another thing you guys all know, obviously I make my own bread. This is one thing that has saved me so much um, money. You know, I don't even wanna say it saved me a lot of money, but it's, it's saved me from like, wasting things like I feel like we all go out and like we'll buy like hot dog or hamburger buns and then for some reason you use a couple of them and then the rest of them just stay and get stale in your cabinet where like when I make my own at home um you know we we use them all uh because you have more of appreciation for things that you actually make But I know that when I'm making my own bread products, whether it's my sourdough loaves or maybe my baked goods with sourdough, um, pizza crust, that's a big one. I just make my own pizza crust with my sourdough discard. So that's what saves me money probably is that because discard is something a lot of people just throw away and I just put it in a hot cast iron skillet and cook it in the oven and I have pizza crust, easy peasy. Um, But I know all the ingredients that are in there or the few ingredients that are in there because sourdough itself is just supposed to have you know the flour water and your sourdough starter and I challenge you guys when you go to the store next time look at the ingredients in all the breads even look at sourdough so many what they say are sourdough breads have yeast in them and that's how you know it is fake sourdough go ahead and look at sourdough at the store if there is yeast in the ingredients it is fake sourdough because what sourdough is is like it's a fermented bread like the bacteria is fermented and makes a starter and you use starter so you don't have to use yeast and a lot of these companies will use yeast to save time and money so you know yeast is really fast rising and fast activating where sourdough 
um, starter takes a couple days or, you know, takes a couple hours to a couple days to make it properly. So that's why a lot of people, um, a lot of companies will just like throw yeast in it, like just to get it done a little faster. Um, so look at that. I challenge you, but also look at the other ingredients and just other breads. I think it's crazy that so many breads have sugar in it where it's not supposed to be bread's not supposed to have sugar. Um, and I think that's how our bodies and our taste buds and stuff are trained to really, um, just want and crave sugar because they put sugar in things that don't need it like bread. I feel like the only bread products that have should have sugar in it are like my baked goods, like my cinnamon rolls. And even those you, it's so cool to have the power to control how much sugar you put in it because I feel like when you buy pre-made stuff, they just put so much sugar. And I'm not demonizing sugar at all. I just think sugar has a time and a place and an amount. And I just think a lot of these um, food companies and these products just kind of overdo it. And I think it just takes the joy out of it, um, just out of the food and the nutritional value too. Because we want to enjoy our food, but we also, you know, want that nutritional value from the food that we're eating. Because this food is supposed to give us energy and vitamins and minerals and nutrients and, and all that, right? So when they're just pounding in all this sugar and just putting all this, all this extra, all these extra ingredients that we don't need, um, I don't know. I just think our, our body just doesn't really respond well to it. Um, so yeah, that is my first tip. Pick the things that you actually actually enjoy and you actually use. So if you are, let's say you're a family that does eat bread every day, maybe you should get into bread making. Maybe you're a family who is really big into eating yogurt. Like let's say you eat so much yogurt. Maybe that's a challenge you want to try to do is making yogurt. I know some things are really hard to make in kind of like the dairy the dairy realm like they're not hard but they're really time consuming like cheese making i've made cottage cheese and that's not very time consuming um but i heard like you know let's say you wanted to make like your own aged cheddar obviously that takes a while so maybe that won't be the first thing you do but um yogurt seems to not be that hard um i just love the i just love sourdough because you can do so much with it like you can even do like sourdough like tortillas and stuff but like maybe your family eats like uh, eats yogurt every day and yogurt parfaits. So start making your own instead of buying like the processed yogurt that has like this sugary, uh, like sugary fruit in there. Like try making your own compote where literally all you do is just put your like frozen blueberries or your chopped up apples or whatever in a pot and you let it like caramelize and you let it get soft and let all the the natural sugars come out like I love putting that on on yogurt even if it's not yogurt that you make yourself if you go out and buy a big thing of Greek yogurt you can make your own little like little containers full of these little fruit parfaits and then you can add your own homemade granola so I think start by like looking at what you eat every day and being like all right what is one of these things that I can make from scratch that I can learn how to make myself instead of relying on the grocery store so this goes into tip number two and it's picking like one or two things and really mastering it so that's what I did with sourdough bread like I really just stuck to sourdough bread and I just 
mastered that. I mean, mastered it as good as I can, right? I feel pretty confident like making sourdough and I will continue to make it. And sourdough is something that I will probably never ever, oh, definitely never ever buy from the store again. Um, bread products, 99% of the time I won't buy from the store again. But you know what, if I'm having, let's say, a giant party and a bunch of people are coming over and we're going to do hot dogs and hamburgers, I'm probably not going to make a bunch of hamburger buns and hot dog buns. I'm probably just going to go out to the store and buy it um, just because it will probably save time and money in that in that area. But like that's something that doesn't happen often. Remember, we are eating food every single day, every couple hours. So if like 80 to 90% of the time we are eating good quality ingredients, those couple times that maybe we're having like a store-bought bread that has a little bit of extra sugar or maybe the preservatives in it, that isn't going to tip us over the edge. You know, we should always be trying to make like the bulk of the things that we do in life like whether it's like if you exercise let's say um like three or four days of the week maybe five days of the week it's not going to hurt you that you take two or three days of rest right like that's not going to hurt you it's actually going to be good for you it's, it's finding that balance so if we're trying to maybe bake and make our own bread um, 80 to 90% of the time. And I'm just like making up this percentage, right? It's just like a good majority of the time. It's going to be okay when you don't do it the other like 10 to 20%. Maybe if you're out and about or you're going to a party or you're hosting a party and you're like, I'm not making a bunch of bread for 50 people. Um, you know, it's just finding that balance. So I'd say really pick and commit to like one, maybe two things, depending on what it is. Um, and really sticking to that and getting good at it and mastering it because it's like it's like when you want to start a garden and you pick like 20 different vegetables to grow at one time and then it's like you get overwhelmed and not all of them are doing well if any of them are doing well and you're like you know what I don't even want to do this anymore <laughs> that's how I kind of felt I feel like um, the first couple times I tried gardening it was like let's do a bunch of things this year I I only did a handful of things, but I think maybe next year I'm going to pick like maybe one or two things and I'm going to really focus on mastering that because gardening is not my go-to. Um, it's not something I'm naturally good at at all and I was kind of struggling. So I tried to do, let's see, this year I did like a handful of herbs, different herbs. I did a tomato plant. I did like an edible flower. I had like one or two plants of that. Like I literally got maybe three flowers from it. Um, and then I did a stevia, a stevia plant. So I don't know. It's still, even though that was maybe only like five things that I was growing in my little patio, it was still a little overwhelming. Um, cause I'm not really good at it. Not yet at least. And I think once we pick one or two things and we master it, and then later down the road, we add another one or two things. This is how we get good at things and how we're able to stick with them. Cause if we decide we're going to make everything by scratch, everything from scratch, we're going to make every single meal, like nothing's going to be processed. It's literally going to be impossible and not enjoyable or fun. And we're not gonna be able to keep up with it. Um, so that leads to tip number three and it's kind of looking like looking at everything and being like, all right, am I enjoying this like 
what are the pros and cons of making it and how about like the time and energy it takes so for example me making cottage cheese at least at this time in my life it is not something that i'm going to be consistently making from scratch it didn't take that much time but i felt like it took kind of a lot of milk to buy and then you would only get um I don't know, just not that much cottage cheese as I was expecting. I think if in the future I had like, let's say a dairy cow or or something like that, and I had all this extra milk, I would definitely use that and I'd make my own cottage cheese and I'd probably never buy my own cottage cheese. But at this point, it's like, okay, if I'm going to go out and buy milk, I might as well just go out and buy cottage cheese, especially because like, If I was going to make my own cottage, if I wanted to continue to make my own cottage cheese, I'd want to have like quality, good quality dairy that I use. And that's super expensive if you decide to get that from the store. And even then, I don't even know if it would be as high quality as just having your own cow. Um, That's just from personal experience from making my own cottage cheese. Uh, I don't know. I just... I did it for a little bit and I decided, you know what, I don't enjoy this enough to make this like an everyday consistent thing that I want to do. I enjoy the bread making because I can make like three loaves in one time and then I throw two of the loaves in a free- in the freezer and then the other loaf, you know, lasts me one to two weeks because I keep that loaf in the fridge um, so it doesn't, it doesn't go bad. Um, So I keep it in the fridge and I toast it. So it always tastes fresh, you know, once you toast it. Um, So that's what I do. And then we just take, take a loaf out of the freezer the next time we need it. And it tastes great. We keep it in the fridge. We toast it. um, We do whatever we want. And, and it's great. So that works out for me. You know, same with the granola. I can make the granola in a really big batch, put it in like a, a big Tupperware or a big jar and you know it'll last me for a couple weeks so you just need to kind of weigh out like how much time and energy it takes and what is worth it to you so the three tips i'll go over them again real quick one is look at everything that you guys are eating and being like all right so what is something that we eat on a regular basis that we can start making from scratch Um, another example i just thought of that is you know, maybe it's your own tomato sauce or pasta sauce. I think that's an amazing way to start um, because you can just go and buy a bunch of tomatoes and, you know, learn how to make your own sauce because so many pasta sauce sauces, they add in like a bunch of sugar or like different, um, just like different acids and stuff and preservatives to make this tomato sauce last longer where it really doesn't take that much time to just chop up your tomatoes um, you know, saute them, let them boil, add whatever herbs and salt that you want. And like, you really don't need to add sugar to tomato sauce. Like it still tastes amazing. So that's one, if you guys wanted to do, or even like if you guys, um, I'm like thinking of all of these after we went over step number one, tip number one, but like another one is, um, like your own veggie stock. That's something I started doing recently is we do not buy, um, veggie stock or veggie broth anymore. We just take all of our like leftover like ends and skins and bits of the veggies that you'd normally like throw away and we just put them in a bag in the freezer and then once the bag is full we just put it in the instant pot with water and salt and let it slow let it pressure cook for like an hour and a half 
And then, hey, we have our own veggie broth that we can use in soups that I can and put in the freezer till we want to use it later. That way we don't have to go out and buy, um, you know, the boxes of veggie stock or chicken stock or whatever. Like you can make your own bone broth. You can make your own like chicken or beef broth. It's not that hard. And I think that's a great, that's a great place to start. Um, anyways, you know, step number two is starting with one or two things just so you don't get overwhelmed. And step number three is kind of evaluating and thinking, okay, what is actually worth the time and energy and maybe even money to make from scratch? And what do I not really enjoy that I don't want to keep up with? So I think this is just a great place to start. I really, really challenge you guys to pick one thing that you want to start making from scratch and you know maybe you'll find your new hobby that's how that's how I got into bread making and sourdough I decided I wanted to be more self-sufficient I picked that one thing and I stuck with it and I enjoy it so much and that's another benefit of cooking from scratch it's kind of like more therapeutic and you have a better appreciation for um, just like the food that you're eating. I feel like we don't appreciate and enjoy the food nowadays that they probably did back then. And it's because everything you can just buy and cook or microwave for a couple minutes and then you have this meal. Like there's this pride that we take when we slow down and we actually make a meal and you sit down around the table and and eat it together. And you're like, wow, like I made this. I worked hard to create this and you just enjoy it so much more there's just that pride in there so I challenge you guys to do that as well and see how it makes you and you know your family members or your friends feel when you try to make things more from scratch and it's you know more beneficial for your for your physical health as well right so if you guys want to get started cooking from scratch but you really rather have like high quality ingredients you know because if we're going to be making food from scratch we want to have good ingredients to make sure that we're making the most nutrient-dense, healthy food for us and our family. Um, I recommend using Thrive Market. That's where I get a lot of my groceries actually is through Thrive. And it is a like a membership online grocery store. And they have amazing prices, but also they only have brands and products that they back up. Um, and I love the filters that you can use. This is something I love to use. Like I love to use the organic filter. You can filter off of maybe dietary preferences. Maybe you have allergies. You want to make sure things are gluten-free or dairy-free or vegan or nut-free, whatever it may be. But you, you can also like search for, like I said, organic or maybe women-owned businesses. I love using the dye-free one. I put in dye-free, no additives, and it goes beyond groceries. Like you can get things um, like shampoo, conditioner, makeup, um, soaps for like dish soap or laundry detergent, like literally anything you can think of, you can get it on there. Like even um, like baby food products. Like it's where I get my, my son Serenity Puffs because they're like the only baby puffs that I will feed my kid is Serenity Kids Puffs. Um, and then they have like stuff for your pets as well. And like I said, like makeup, hair care, so many things. But I love using Thrive Market for my grocery shopping. That's where I'll get like my flowers, my organic flour, and I'll get... Um, a lot of like the nuts or seeds that I use, so I like to get 
organic and then it gets mailed right to your house if you spend over 49 dollars, which we you know all do when you're grocery shopping you get free shipping it gets here so fast and then if you guys use my link you will get um, a free gift valued up to $60. They have such good free gifts. And you will also get 30% off of your order. So that is a great deal. I will put that in the show notes so you guys can use that link. But if you guys want some recipes from some from scratch recipes, some of the ones I use, you can look at my Instagram at this is Miranda Lee. And you can also check out my blog, especially if you want to get into sourdough. You can go to my blog on my website, breadtherapymama.com. All right, you guys, I will catch you in next week's episode. Have an amazing day. Thank you all for joining me in another episode of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. If you like this kind of content, check out my blog for recipes, how-tos, product recommendations, and more. Just go to breadtherapymama.com. I'll see you all in the next episode.